0: More reports on Monday are pointing towards Chris Godwin sticking around for at least another year, but at the expense of cornerback Carlton Davis, and while veterans are talking contracts, prospects are coming off of the most intense and most important job interviews of their lives. Who are the winners in Indianapolis? We will tell you right now. On the Locked On Bucks Podcast. Yippee Kaye, let's go! You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay
1: Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks
0: Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you so much for making us your first listen or view every day. I am James Yarko, joined by my partner in crime, David Harrison, both of us covering your Buccaneers for SB Nation's bucksnation.com When we are here or there, you can find us on Twitter at LockedOnBucs, at JayYarko underscore Bucs, at DHarrison82, and at Bucs underscore Nation.
1: Yeah. Shout out real quick to John in the YouTube comments, James, who says that, first of all, we are not his first listen or view every single day. Um, Well, John, uh, we appreciate you making us any view or listen of the day, to be quite honest with you. But we are going to continue trying to work our ways up the list. It's like the MySpace ranking. You remember that? Or like your speed dial ranking back in the day. We are going to continue to strive to make our way up to the top of that list. And for those of you who already make us your first listener view of the day, we greatly appreciate you, of course. More reports coming out Monday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are preparing to tag wide receiver Chris Godwin, much to my dismay, which means Carlton Davis uh, is going to hit the open market. And I, for one, James, mean it believes that CD3 is officially gone.
0: Yeah, uh, it would seem to point in that direction. And look, I get it. I do. I get not wanting Chris Godwin to hit the open market, but I think Mm -hmm. it's just as dangerous for Carlton Davis to hit the open market. Right. I mean, I saw, I saw a conversation and I apologize, you know, if you're listening and you were part of this conversation, um, I do apologize that I don't remember who it was, but it stuck out of my brain because people were saying fans do not remember how bad the secondary was before carlton davis and sean murphy bunting and jamel dean they they forget how porous the secondary was now part of that is todd bowles and and the defensive scheme but a big part of it is carlton davis there's no question that he is the best of the buccaneers corners that's why he was the number one guy yeah he's dealt with injuries but so has chris godwin carlton davis is going to be a hot commodity on the free agent market and i don't think He's going to come back to Tampa Bay. I'm with you, David, because there are outlets that are covering the Jets, the Vikings, the Patriots, among others that are eyeing Carlton Davis for their teams, and he's projected to get $19.6 million per year in a new deal. We're talking Um, Jalen Ramsey money. We're talking Marshawn Lattimore money. This guy's 25 years old, and look, for a team like the New England Patriots, they're like, hey, we can get Carlton Davis at a discount compared to what J.C. Jackson's about to get on the free agent market. And Carlton Davis would ball out for him. It just – he's about to get broken off, and it sucks. But you got to play this would-you-rather game. Yeah. Would you rather make sure you get Chris Godwin back, or would you rather make sure you get Carlton Davis? The problem is there's no right answer, and there's no wrong answer.
1: Well, I mean, to be completely honest with you, actually shout-out to Greg Almond, the uh, the godfather of the Lockdown Bucks podcast. He sent out a tweet earlier that said, you know, the Buccaneers basically have two options. One option. One is your franchise tag. Chris God, when you lose this much, of your salary cap space. And that's about it. Option two is you do this long list of things yeah. that the Buccaneers could do. And literally, I mean, everybody says, I'll take option B, sir. Thank you very much. And, you know, look, great work by Greg to kind of kind of manipulate the cap and look at the dollar signs and everything. And I wish it were that easy. And Greg knows it's not you know, that easy, but. Uh Pewter Report. And I don't know for sure that it was Scott Reynolds because many people uh run the Pewter Report Twitter account, but whoever sent out the tweet, and it, it sounded like Scott, it sounded like somebody who's been around this team for quite a while. Basically frustrated, man, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have had a year to really work with Chris, with Chris Godwin's people to get this deal laid out, to get this whole thing kind of set forth. And you just you kind of have to wonder behind the scenes, like, you know, is Chris Godwin essentially because remember the reports not not even a month ago. That Chris was planning on hitting the open market. That he was, mm-hmm. he wanted to go out there. He basically wanted to be recruited again. You know, uh, it kind of reminds me of, of the show Ballers. He wants to go out and see who's going to show him the love. Right? Is Sean Payton going to show up, or is a position coach going to show up? Like, what's going to happen? And if you've seen the show, you get the reference. Anyway, um, and and I don't blame him. You know, I don't blame Chris for for wanting to go through that process, and the Buccaneers essentially keeping him from going through that process. And this is kind of what I've been talking about with the whole cautionary tale over franchise tagging a guy Um, we've seen it with other teams we saw it happen with Chris with uh, Kirk Cousins in the Washington Redskins at the time we've seen it happen now with Brandon Scherf and the Washington Commanders like franchise tagging a player especially multiple times uh, tends to hurt feelings every once in a while and if if this is a situation where I mean if we're talking like big dollars okay I get it you know what I mean but if we're talking relatively small amounts of money James especially if we're talking about like five more guaranteed over the life of the contract, something like that. It's going to be very disappointing if those details ever do get started. We don't find out the details of all negotiations, but if we do find out the details of this negotiation and we're talking something like that, it's going to be very disappointing to see that that's what's going to lead to this transition because even though Carlton Davis does have a little bit of an injury history, a lot of these guys do. And you mentioned JC Jackson, a lot of people might be looking, well, if Carlton goes to the New England Patriots, let's just bring JC Jackson here. JC Jackson, twenty-six years old. Uh, Carlton Davis, twenty-five years old. JC is expected to get twenty million on the open market. Carlton Davis, nineteen point six. If you're going to pay JC Jackson twenty million, you pay Carlton Davis nineteen point six because he already knows your system, he knows your scheme. He's already an emotional leader on the team. But there's some other options potentially, James, that are a little bit cheaper. Stephon Gilmore. I think he's going to become a popular name. Thirty-one years old. Fourteen point one million dollars. So a little bit cheaper there. Charvarius Ward is another one, 9.9 million estimated, what he's going to get on the open market. He's 27 years old, so a little bit older, but not old, old. Uh, and then Dante Jackson, which I'm not gonna lie, is more a curiosity than anything else. 10 million is basically what I'm seeing. He's expected to put, uh, potentially get on the open market. Former Carolina Panthers cornerback LSU product, 26 years old. He was, when he came out of college, a zone. A zone guy more than anything kind of still is so it doesn't really fit in a man heavy scheme that Todd Bowles likes to run but Dante Jackson just a name of, of curiosity if anything else
0: yeah I mean there there are definitely some interesting names out there and, and David you and I were talking um, you know throughout the day as as more news started to come out and, and more people were saying it looks like Godwin's gonna get the tag and we were like all right well Looks like you franchise tag Godwin. You work out the long term extension, then you trade up in the draft to get Sauce. And I mean, I wouldn't be upset would be about not. it. I would not yeah. be. I would be doing, you know, cartwheels <laughs> and eating skyline conies in celebration that the <laughs> Bearcat was heading to Tampa.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of Sauce, he's going to be among the guys that we talk about here coming up from potential free agent cornerbacks. We're going to shift gears towards the NFL Draft, the twenty twenty two Scouting Combine has come to a close. So we're talking winners from Indianapolis, but first, we're going to talk about sports betting. I'm not going to make the joke. Basketball is still going on. If you want to bet on basketball and you don't belong to the NBA, go to betonline.net for all your latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired head coach is going to land because betonline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Betonline remains the best spot for our sports scores podcasts, and news this season and it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again, Bucks Nash, for making a short first listen or your first view of the day. I'm not going to be able to stop smiling every time I say that now. Make sure you're also following the Locked On NFL podcast, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcast James. We're talking winners from Indianapolis and not on the list. You and I, because of things outside of our control to a certain extent, not able to attend this year's festivities, but we'll be back next year in some way, shape or form.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, hopefully it's in Indianapolis because this was the it last Better year. be in
1: Indianapolis. Yeah. I will go on strike. I will pick it. And then I will probably cross the picket line to get mad at myself. Probably.
0: Uh, yeah. Hopefully it is back in Indianapolis. And, and for those, For those that haven't been there, because I know there is like some fan access, but for those that haven't been there, the way Indianapolis is laid out for not just these athletes, but for the media, for the coaches, for the GMs, for everything they have going on there, it's the absolute perfect location. And I get that the NFL is like, oh, but Las Vegas, oh, but Dallas, oh, but Los Angeles. No, leave it alone. Leave it in Indianapolis. It's too perfect. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, winners from the 2022 NFL Scouting Combine. And, David, let's take a look at the offensive side of the ball and um, you know, a future Hall of Famer from also at the University of Cincinnati. Desmond Ritter put on a show. You had Kenny Pickett, who had super tiny hands, and uh, Malik Willis. Malik Willis was throwing the ball from – Lucas Oil Stadium through a window and in the front door of St. Elmo's Steakhouse down the street. That
1: dude, whoo, yikes. Yeah, I mean, he's got a cannon, you know what I mean? And and I think that's something that we've all kind of known. We've known about the athletic ability. The big thing that people wanted to know about was how he was going to compete and then the interview process. I mean, Malik Willis has been telling people he's a very self-aware quarterback. He's not so much worried about what the traditional uh, role of a quarterback is and how people see him and all this other stuff he's just worried about being him uh, and perhaps one of the most viral moments of the nfl scouting combine is when he stopped to give someone in need you know yes. some clothes that he had just gotten some swag that he had just gotten that just kind of shows you know the kind of man that he is and, and i think you know it speaks highly of his future whether his future is in the nfl or not because no matter what i think you know all the way through the draft period whoever gets him. Malik Willis's story in 2022 is going to be the guy that has the highest ceiling, but also has the lowest floor. He's he's one of those guys that basically looks like he's either going to be boom or bust, he's either going to be the next big thing, or he's basically going to be nothing. He's just going to be a guy that you say, "Oh yeah, man, I remember him when he came out, and we thought he was going to be really good." Desmond Ritter, uh, I think, made the most money. I think Kenny Pickett did a good job, you know, showing that the hands maybe not such a big deal. The Senior Bowl, they kind of looked like they might be a big deal, but you know, you always kind of take it with a grain of salt. And at the end of the day talking about inclement weather, cold weather. He played at Pittsburgh and he did pretty good for the most part there. I'm still not sold on him being like the best quarterback long-term, but Desmond Ritter is a guy that has a lot of potential, a lot of upside. Again, another developmental guy. I think you need at least a year uh, to sit on the bench, but from being told again, and this is where everybody's being told already, right? killed the interviews, showed great football IQ. The athleticism was on point. The interviews did with the media was on point. I think Desmond Ritter did a really good job for himself. And honestly – if the Buccaneers were to go back-to-back seasons of day two quarterbacks, I wouldn't be mad at them drafting Desmond Ritter on day two. I wouldn't
0: mind watching that competition between Ritter and, and Trask for sure. Yeah. Uh, But like you said, that would be more of a next year kind of thing. And I'll be interested yeah. to see how how the Buccaneers address the quarterback position heading into 2023. I don't know. Maybe Kyle Trask is going to come out there and and shut all of us up and go world on fire, yeah, man, yeah, twelve and five and be an MVP consideration, go full burrow, and Mm -hmm. uh, you know that would be that would be fun to watch, fun to fun to cover, Um, but yeah, it the quarterbacks are they are what they are, and and we knew some strengths, we knew some weaknesses going in, and um, nothing that happened really changed my perception of any of them.
1: Yeah, and I think that's going to be for a lot of them. You know what I mean? I don't think there's a whole lot of question marks coming into this point of the evaluation process. I think it's just each team is out to, to figure out what they value the most and which flaws they feel like they can fix or live with moving forward. And speaking of positions that I love to watch, but honestly, I've always said the, the scouting combine kind of limited the senior bowl kind of limited and what you can really see out of a running back. You really need those live reps uh, out of a running back to get them. But Some good names out there. Brees Hall uh, is a guy who, in the live reps during the the season, during the game, during his career, showed some good things. Kenny Walker the third also showed some good things. And then James Cook, a name that Buccaneers fans are familiar with because of Dalvin. And we've had, uh, I think it was JT, right, his his blueprint for the offseason for the Buccaneers, he mentioned James Cook. And, I mean, look, if you can't get Dalvin, the kid out of Florida State, maybe you get his brother. You know, he's from up the road in Georgia. It's kind of like a consolation prize. I don't know, but James Cook definitely had himself a week. Uh, He's already challenged
0: his brother to a (laughs) 40-yard race. And and I think it was the NFL's Instagram account that did, you know, side-by-side Dalvin's 40, James 40, and is identical. Absolutely identical. So you could be getting, you know, discount Dalvin.
1: Discount. (laughs) I mean, it's like. Oh, my goodness. It's if like, he is drafted by the Buccaneers, we're bringing him on, and I'm going to play that clip of you calling him Discount Dalvin. That will be the last time he comes on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Say that.
0: It's like I was talking to you the, the other day. I'm like, hey, I'm looking into potentially getting a MacBook, but I think I'm going to get yeah. a renewed one yeah. just as good as a brand new one. It's just a lot cheaper. The draft yeah. capital is a lot cheaper on James than it was on Dalvin. And probably going to be just as good. So James okay. Cook definitely made some waves. I I would be I would be all about it yep. if they if they pass on my guy Haskins. Yeah. All right. Wide receiver, you all know. You just You already know.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: There we go. I love Olave and he had a hell of a of a week in uh in Indianapolis. But so did his teammate Garrett Wilson. Uh Wilson tore it up. Olave tore it up. And you had Sky Moore, who was really turning some heads, really making some waves. And what was it? Olave and Wilson were the first wide receiver teammates yeah. to run sub four four forties at the combine since two other Buckeyes, right? Which yeah. who were the who were the Buckeyes that did it before? Because it was back in twenty. 20- it was a while ago. I don't
1: remember the old Buckeyes 20- that did it, 2008? but I remember. Olave's setting Twitter on fire with a 428 time course, unofficial, and yeah. eventually that gets corrected. But hey, you know, it was fun while it lasted. I just want to real quick hit on Sky Moore because again, going back to JT's offseason plan, I mean Sky Moore, that's probably the first time we really talked about him on this show. So basically, if JT talked about you in his draft plan, you pretty much balled out and talking about guys balling out going to the tight end position. We've talked about how deep this tight end group is. Greg Dulcich out of UCLA, Trey McBride, the number one guy out of Colorado State, pretty much cementing his stock there. I think, but then Jelani Woods, a kid out of Virginia Tech, running really fast. I already knew he was a really good blocker, showing some ability out there from an athletic standpoint. I think he made himself a lot of money uh, as well. And look, with all the other needs that the Buccaneers have, we'll have to see what happens with Rob Gronkowski. But I think what we've what we've come to figure out with the combine really solidified, James, is that even if it's Cam Bray, even if Cam Bray's the number one guy coming into the season, you're going to find a legitimate guy with number two potential in this class, and you're going to find him on day two.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think tight end is a position where we're going to see the Buccaneers use some draft capital. The question is how high is that capital going to be? Sure. You, you know, We'll have to see how things shake out on day one, obviously, but it's it's definitely within the realm of possibility, maybe even flirting with the realm of probability, that we could see a day two pick used on a tight end for the Buccaneers. And, um, of course, this next group is, is another – Position where the the Bucks need some help now. You have Ryan Jensen is probably out the door. You got Ali Marpet who retired. You got uh, Alex Kappa who's a tight end. So there were there were plenty of Bucks fans and Bucks media outlets talking about offensive linemen, and there were some major standouts. And I'm gonna I'm gonna run down the list real quick of of some guys that really turned some heads in Indianapolis in one way or another. Trevor Penning. You had Bernard Raymond. You had Ed Ingram. Alec Lindstrom, Dylan Parham, which is somebody that we've talked about on the show before. And then Charles Cross, you know, all these guys just really elevating some of their stock and and impressing at the scouting combine, really, you know, taking advantage of the opportunity that they have at this quote unquote job interview.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and Ed Ingram is a guy that you identified and kind of singled out during a mock draft review we did recently. Alec Lindstrom's got the name recognition. If you go over to Atlanta, Dylan Parham is my guy. I mean, I've been talking about him since Mobile. He's he's a guy that stood out to me. So any chance I get to throw Dylan Parham love out there is is going to happen. And then Trevor Petting, Northern Iowa kid, is just steadily climbing up those boards. And I don't know how much higher he can really get. I don't know if he could take uh, take over. Like one of the top two spots or whatever, but I think he's definitely making a case for some teams out there who maybe, maybe they were looking for day two for offensive line help uh, at that at, at that tackle position. But now, given what Penning has been able to do during during the evaluation process, they might be uh, they might be swaying that a little bit. Might be looking at maybe taking him day one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So plenty of offensive players to keep your eye on moving forward in this draft process, and of course, free agency is going to clear up. A lot of those questions as to what players could potentially land with what teams. And David, we've talked about a lot of these offensive players that stood out in Indianapolis, but there are plenty of potential defensive studs and future superstars that had their moments to shine. And we are going to dive into those first. But first, we have to tell you about our friends at Rock Auto. Dot com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure? Often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket And Rock Auto is going to help you save time and money. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Don't do that. You go to rockauto.com where prices are reliably low for every customer. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go explore their easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Ready? Open things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at Jay Yarko underscore Bucks at D Harrison 82. David, ever since you talked about Chris Godwin, you know, wanting to go through that recruiting process again and and saying which coaches. Talk to him, you know, who whose attention is he getting? I've had I Want You to Want Me by cheap trick stuck in my head. I've been <laughs> singing it throughout the entire show. Just
1: mm-hmm, I mean, it, it, does. it
0: yeah. absolutely does. I wonder how many free agents, probably none nowadays, but you you rewind the clock, maybe like 10-15 years. Yeah. I wonder how many pending free agents as as the new league gear was getting ready to start, were like, Yeah, I'm a hit play on that song. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. I would. That's something that I would do if I was in that position. Um, but look, At your
1: age, you'd probably be more uh, looking towards retirement, though.
0: Yikes. I'm never going to retire. I'm probably <laughs> going to work until the day that I die. All right. So winners on the defensive side of the ball, David, coming out no. of the scouting combine. There are some fun players to talk about. Uh, There are some we would like to see in a Buccaneers uniform if they can make sure. it happen. We're going to start along the defensive line. A player that we just talked about on yesterday's episode from Mock Draft Monday. You got Devontae Wyatt. You had Jordan Davis, who just absolutely floored everyone with his forty time. Then you had Travis Jones, another person that a lot of people were excited about. A lot of you know, a lot of people were impressed by. So some some really solid players there that that stood out at a position of, of need for the Buccaneers.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, the two guys out of Georgia, you know, Davis and Wyatt, like people kind of, they're kind of known commodities, right? Really, it was about a, how much are they going to confirm what we already know and are they going to show anything different? And I think they really really uh, impressed and, and they definitely solidified themselves as, as high round draft picks. Travis Jones out of UConn, I was just happy to hear his name again because he really showed out at the Senior Bowl and really stood out amongst a very talented trench group. And again, that, that's kind of the, the point here. You look at the offensive line, you look at the defensive line and the edge rushers uh, that we're going about to get to. If you're an NFL team that needs help in the trenches, which I mean, honestly, every NFL team could always use more depth uh, in the trenches, this is a very good class for you. And speaking of those edge rushers, Trevon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, even though he's got the short arms, kind of like Kenny Pickett, I think he showed to a lot of people that it doesn't really matter, which is why one of the last mock drafts we reviewed, I don't really understand why he slipped out of the top five and into the eighth spot to the Atlanta Falcons. But hey, it is what it is. And then Jermaine Johnson, uh, shout out to all our Florida State people. We know you love your guys. Uh, don't worry, Gators fans, you have got some love coming for you as well. But hey. Jermaine Johnson, he's a, he's an absolute stud. Um, I'll probably never say it to his face by calling him a big Tyron Matthew because he kind of looks like Tyron Matthew. I pointed out to a bunch of guys in Mobile, and they were all kind of like, yeah, you're correct, now go say it to his face. I was like, no, I'm good, I'm going to go grab me a muffin. I'm just, just going to walk over here and <laughs> and not you know insult a player, potentially. But I mean, he's a good-looking dude, you know what I mean? So I don't think it's an insult. But anyway, Jermaine Johnson you know, did well at the combine for what it's worth.
0: Yeah, and then you you take a look, and by the way, there's absolutely no reason that Aiden Hutchinson needs to drop out of the top five. There's no.
1: Just no reason at all. Not.
0: And if if that happens.
1: Or pass number if, two to Detroit Lions, unless the Lions are trained back.
0: Yeah. If he ends up going number eight with the Atlanta Falcons, then unfortunately for him, he's going to be terrible because he would play for the Atlanta Falcons, and they can't have nice things.
1: Yeah, they're going to ruin everything. I just, listen, Detroit Lions, write it on Sticky, stick it in your pocket. Don't make this harder than it has to be, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson. No matter, no matter what. what, yeah. Just do it, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, as far as the linebacking
0: group is concerned, uh, when it came to some guys that, that really popped off, you have Devin Lloyd, you have Quay Walker, and you have Chad Muma. Uh, is it is that a, Muma? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you? Chad Muma. Muma. Okay. Yeah. I I had a teacher in third grade named Muma. They're just exactly like I just a W at the end. One of my favorite teachers of all time. Absolute sweetheart. Shout out to Miss Mumaw. Um, nice. But, David, these are all off-ball linebackers. We're not really going to be focusing too much uh, on these guys in particular when it comes to the Buccaneers, but they are certainly some names that, that football fans need to keep an eye out on because these are some high-impact potential players for whoever happens to draft them.
1: Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing Quay Walker play at the Senior Bowl. Unfortunately, he decided not to or couldn't or for whatever reason. He just, he just wasn't there. Uh, so hearing that he had a good time in Indianapolis, definitely uh, very good for him. DBs, this is where Florida, you're going to get some love. kair Elam, University of Florida Gators defensive back. Apparently a really good fit for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll be talking more about that on our Thursday episode. Ahmad Sauce Gardner, I think the top cornerback, has been the top cornerback, is going to be the top cornerback. Would love the Buccaneers. To trade up for him. Not sure if they would spend that much capital on a corner. Not sure I would actually want them to spend that much cor- capital on a cornerback. Uh, but would love to see Sauce uh, wearing a Buccaneers uniform. Trent McDuffie from Washington. One of the two Washington kids also had a very good week. And then Tariq Woolen and James. We're not going to say much about Tariq because I want to leave as much meat on the bone for you to ask Evan Klasky tomorrow about Tariq Woolen. UTSA guy that Evan was really excited about. He is going to be very hyped to talk about Tariq because that dude just just blew the athletics out of the out of the stadium.
0: Absolutely, and and look, I two years ago, you can rewind the tape, go back. If you're new to the show, go back two years. Uh, I believe it was probably the first episode following the last game of the season, and I said right then and there, trade everything to go get Joe Burrow. Trade everything.
1: Yeah,
0: I would. I'm not trading everything. But if the Bucks give up draft capital to jump 10 spots in this draft to take Sauce Gardner, it's the right decision. Yeah, we're talking so about at 17. A- I'm 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 all for it. We are talking about a guy that could be the second coming of prime revis. We're talking about somebody that puts receivers on an island, has never given up a touchdown reception ever. Mm-hmm. The dude is insane. How he ended up at Cincinnati. I will never understand, but you trade up for Sauce Gardner. Absolutely. A lot of talent
1: ended up in Cincinnati that probably shouldn't have. Hey, I mean, we've all been there. You get Sauce on you. I mean, that ain't coming off. You know what I mean? That's right. That's
0: who I like that. I like that a lot. All right. We're going to wrap things up also in uh, the uh, the secondary. And somebody that I would not want to see the Bucks spend the draft capital to move up in order to get because he is probably going to end up a top-five pick, and that is my son's golden domer, Kyle Hamilton. Obviously, he's going to turn some heads because he is just an unreal athletic freak. Uh, one of the best players to ever come through Notre Dame, in my opinion, as far as college players are concerned. Then you, uh, you had Dax Hill, and you had Jalen Petrie. Petrie's a, a guy that we have talked about a couple of times on this show, but these guys, again, all stood out, all improved their stock, turned their head, you know, turned some heads, uh, have uh, have their names out there being talked about quite a bit as yeah. uh, some high impact safeties coming out yeah Jalen
1: Jalen Petrie is a guy that our listeners if if you know you listen consistently have heard me talk about before I, I really like the kid out of Baylor. Um I actually asked Tariq Castro Fields cornerback out of Penn State who I honestly he had a very good us uh, and combine as well. Uh, He's a DMV native. So for my Locked On Commander show, I actually interviewed him down in Mobile, talked a little bit about Sean Taylor, the new name, the new jerseys, um, stuff like that. Some of the stuff I published, some of the stuff I didn't, and I will keep that unpublished for his sake. But I asked him, it's a very popular question, right? Who's a guy, especially a senior role, like a guy in like this short amount of time has really stood out to you and made an impact for their play, their preparation, their maturity. Jalen Petrie uh, was a guy He he immediately looked over his shoulder, pointed and said, Jalen. Right there. And, and uh, yeah, so, so definitely a guy that I would enjoy seeing potentially end up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, more of a free safety type. So, I mean, I don't know that necessarily the need is there, but if it were a, a luxury pick of the Buccaneers went ahead and spent the guy or a pick on just cause he's that good, I would, I would definitely support it. And I'm sure they would
0: figure out a way to utilize the
1: safeties that they
0: have in, in any fashion. And, Todd Bowles is a creative dude. If he wants to go out there with two free safeties instead of a free safety and a strong safety, he'll figure out a way to make it work. Uh, I would be very intrigued to watch how uh, how that would go down. But he just wants good players. He wants winners. He wants winners.
1: Football guys that. is what he says. Yeah. They have a, they have a face. They look like football dudes.
0: All right. Well, David, that is going to do it for this episode. We want to thank all of you for making the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. But now you need to make your second listen. Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is also free and available wherever you get podcasts as well as on YouTube. Just a heads up. Eric Crocker dropped his mock draft on uh, on the last episode of Locked On NFL Draft, and the pick that he made for the Houston Texans caused Ryan Tracy to have one of the most hilarious faces I have ever seen in my life. Uh, it's, it's worth watching. Um, I will be back tomorrow with 10 Tampa Bay's. Evan Klosky. David will have a much deserved day off, but you know, Klosky and I are going to talk about, of course, Tariq Woolen, and we're going to have some sort of franchise tag news one way or another because the deadline hits at four o'clock on Tuesday. So, you know, Evan and I are going to have a reaction to whatever happens. If you would like to send in your thoughts, your concerns, or answer our question of the week, excluding quarterbacks, who is one player that you would want to see the Buccaneers trade for for the 2022 season? Send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast to gmail.com or give us a shout at 813 444 Four, one for David Harrison. I am James Jarco, and until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything that we are doing over at bucksnation.com. Follow along on Twitter at lockedonbucks at Jay Yarko underscore bucks and at d eighty two. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.